Welcome back to the Vino Nordic podcast. My name is Jon and I'm so happy that you are listening in to us. The Vino Nordic podcast for you that are new is one of the best ways to stay up to date with the latest news and inspiring stories relating to how God is at work in the Vino Nordic community and this past season also beyond the Vino Nordic community. Today, it's time to sum up season two and who couldn't be a better guest to invite than my Danish friend Annika. She has been stepping in as the Vino Nordic coordinator for the past year during 2022 while Natalie was on parental leave. This thought that my life and who I am is not really about me. Wait, actually, it's always about Jesus. He should be at the center of my focus. He should be what we talk about and think about and filter things through. And when I recognize that, it gives me so much freedom because it's not about what I'm supposed to do or who I am, but I can live in the freedom of who Jesus is. And it was just very significant for me at that time and something I'm still learning and have to remember all the time. But I think it's just, it's so good that we can just be people and he can be God. In today's episode, we are trying to summarize the season two And friends, we have had some really interesting, important and eye-opening conversations, I believe. And I hope you have followed along. If not, go and listen out to some of the episodes that we have released so far. In this episode, we are sharing some of our own highlights from the interviews. And we also share a little bit about what's coming up in the Vino Nordic community in the coming time. So let's have a listen. So welcome back to another episode of the Vino Nordic podcast. I'm so happy to have Annika here with me today. Welcome here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. It's fun to be a part of this podcast, finally. (laughs) Yeah, finally. I mean, you, Annika, and for the people who doesn't know, you have actually been listening through almost all the season two episode and finding out some really helpful questions for churches to use if they are listening to this and other stuff. So we're very grateful for that. How has it been to listen through You're everything? Welcome. Actually, really good. I think it's just been good hearing from all these kinds of people that we have somewhat of a relationship with as a Vineyard Nordic family. But yes, hearing from different kinds of people, their thoughts on different topics, it's just always really fun. So it's been a joy. Mm, that's really good. And we will yeah. dig down a little bit more into season two soon but i mean it's always nice to know who's in front of you and today it's you who's in front of me here in yes. the on zoom <laughs> where we're recording and yeah why don't you start by explaining yourself with three words and what would those words be okay yes you did not prepare me for that well <laughs> i think it would be positive i'm generally really positive about most things so that is very happy. I'm thankful for that strength. That would be one. I like, I think I'm artistic as well. I love being creative and painting, knitting, and yeah, expressing myself through arts, music, that kind of stuff. And I would say I'm a learner. I love learning. I love learning new skills and new things and read books and listen to podcasts and all those things. Yeah, that would be three. <laughs> Are you that kind of person who kind of needing to listen to something or doing something? I mean, doing other things like I when I'm out walking or running and stuff, I can't just be silent or I can be. But, you know, I like to listen to something. Are you that kind of person as well? Yes, 
Yeah. And I don't know actually if it's healthy for me. I think I should probably not do it. But I think I I always feel like I'm wasting time if I'm not. There's so much I want to listen to. Music, podcasts, audiobooks, all that kind of stuff. So I have to use all the time that I have to like listen through things. Yeah, I think that's yeah. really interesting because I've been thinking about that for myself as well. Because I mean, I've been more and more understanding that it's good to just have, you know, silence around you sometimes and not all these impressions all the time. But I also know that some of my most kind of profound moments where I get, you know, inspiration or thoughts for my, you know, when it comes to church or when it comes to business life or whatever, it's when I've been out running and listening to some in inspiring podcasts. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. both. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But tell us a little bit more about you. Like, where are you from? Where are you living at the moment? Yes, I am from Denmark. At the moment, I live in Copenhagen and I'm a part of Copenhagen Vineyard. But I grew up in Jutland in a little farm in a very small town. So I'm actually used to a whole different environment than what I live in now. And yeah, I grew up just in nature, like walking around in mud all day, playing in the forest. And now there's people everywhere and bikes. And I'm like, I feel like I'm in danger all the time. Yeah. The but has that been something you <laughs> yeah. have been looking forward to your whole life? Like, oh, I want to go to the big city or is it just something that happened? That is a good question. I don't know if I have always wanted to live in a big city, but I actually really like it. Despite it being very busy, I do like all the opportunities that are here. So I think I could also love living in nature and on a small farm. But at the same time, this is very nice mm. as well. And it's great for where I am in my life right now to live in a bigger city where a lot is going on. So, But I don't know if I think I'm actually a person that generally likes the quiet and like to be in nature and really enjoy like contemplating and walking and taking time. So I think I don't think I'll stay in the big city. Mm. Probably I'll probably move away again. Live yeah. in a small cottage in a forest somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to 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 get the best pieces and a small glimpse of the bigger cities and then have a more quiet lifetime. The rest is the perfect yeah. combo. Or at least I realized the last years now. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, that sounds good. But I mean, speaking about your upbringing and, and stuff like that, what would be one story that has impacted your life up until today that you would like to share about? Yeah. Well, I, I grew up in like a Christian home, which I'm so thankful for. And I've always believed in God. I don't think I've had very many times where I've doubted that God existed, but I grew up in like a more conservative church, which I also am very thankful for. But I just remember like the first time where I heard someone speak about like having a, a real relationship with God and like how they could talk to God. It was like a crazy thing because I don't feel like I've ever heard that as a child. But I lived in Norway for a year where I worked in a hotel and their relationship with God was just very different. They talked about how Jesus spoke to them. And I think that was I was just very curious about that. But I remember like one time where I was, I think I was standing probably in front of the mirror in Norway and just wondering like, what is wrong with me? I'm not like all these other people. I'm, there's so much like going on. I should be different. All these things. And I really felt like God spoke to me maybe the first time where I 
ever like heard his voice and he said like it's not about you which is not like a very comforting thing to hear when you're like sad or <laughs> no upset. it's not but actually i think it changed really my perspective on life and i think this thought that my life and who i am it's not really about me has changed really my outlook on life and outlook on faith because i just like really i've i felt like i understood that it was all about jesus and mm -hmm. i think that is like a theme in our lives when mm -hmm. we are when we believe in god that we recognize we actually it's always about jesus he should mm -hmm. be our, the center of our focus He should be what we talk about and think about and filter things through. And when I recognize that, it gives me so much freedom because it's not about what I'm supposed to do or who I am, but I can live in the freedom of who Jesus is. And it was just very significant for me at that time and something I'm still learning and have to remember all the time. But I think it's just, it's so good that we can just be people and he can be God. And yeah, we don't have it's to, really good. You know, But yeah. I mean, when, when you said like people were a little bit different than you or the church experience was like, did you grow up in a very different kind of church environment compared to, I mean, the one you met in Norway or? Yeah, I grew up in like the Danish state church, which also looks very different from church to church, but yeah. it's more like, what's it called? High church. High, the liturgy yeah, is yeah, yeah. like more, it's more traditional or more formal. Yeah. Compared to like, Yeah, traditional, yeah. So we had a great pastor. So that's wonderful. But compared to Vineyard, it's just very different. Yeah. And yeah, I spent some time in YWAM afterwards, which is also very different. So yeah, it's I mean, fun yeah. to like see different kind of expressions of church and faith and what it can look like for different people. Yeah. yeah. What did you say? Oh, I mean, what would be one thing that you say would be the... the oh. Maybe it's hard to say the biggest, but one of the big learnings you have have done by being in different Christian environments. What what, what would you say? Like, or one some of the big learnings you have done through that? Because I mean, some of us are brought up in the same place, and we always there, and you know, our parents go there, we go there, and our kids go there, and you know, grandkids go there, or yeah. whatever. But but being in different environments, what would you say that has kind of yeah. learned you, teach you? Yeah, like that. And then right now I'm studying practical theology, which is also just like formally learning about all these things. But I think one thing is that we need to be very careful about right and wrong and judging people and churches about like, we do it right and they all do it wrong. Because I think faith can look so different. I'm just thinking about the disciples that Jesus walked with, they were all so different and none of them were like more right or more wrong in how they expressed their love to Jesus or how they walk with him. But like, yeah, we just need to like embrace that we are different. We can learn from each other. Different places need different kind of churches and different kind of expressions. And, and as Jesus talked about our, our churches being like full of different limbs, We are like one part of a different limb. I think it's the same in the big church family in the world, that each church is a different part of the body and we need to work together. And and there's so much beautiful to get from the differences if we learn to recognize that instead of always disagreeing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. Yeah, that's really good. And speaking about those different personalities and how we do things, like 
I started to watch a little bit late, but I started to watch Chosen, the series. It's actually mm, on Netflix yes. now. Yeah, we did start watching it now. I haven't done it before. And it's so fun to see, you know, I mean, this is, of course, movie and you don't know how it was in reality. But that, like just see these different disciples, how different they were, how completely yeah. like they were almost enemies, some of them. And, you know, yeah, and just exactly. seeing all of them coming together <laughs> under one leader, it's just also... It shows the importance of like really embracing different people and, yeah. you know, personalities yeah. and styles, how we do things. So, yeah. It's, because it's, Jesus it's really... loved all of them. Yeah. He loved all his disciples. Yeah. So they disagreed, but Jesus loved all of them. Yeah. And we should learn to do this too. Yeah, like. really, really. And what you also shared about the story, like finding out that kind of Jesus is everything. It's not about us. I think that's so important, especially as a young person to realize like it's so much things that you're supposed to do. And I mean... That goes up in age as well, but it's so yeah. just to find that peace as early as possible is so helpful, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So I think that's the, that's the, one of the key things as leaders to just make sure how do we help young people to, to find out that it's not about their strength or their being perfect, but it's about doing what they can and, and trust God to, to do the rest and, and to really work exactly. within them. Yeah. Yeah. So today, what are you kind of what are you doing in Denmark? As I shared also in the intro here, you've been working in the Vineyard Nordic for a while. But I mean, otherwise, what are you doing, and what's the plan ahead of time for you? Good questions. Well, I'm finishing up my bachelor's degree right now, actually, in practical theology. So I've been studying that for three years, and at this moment, I am working in Copenhagen Vineyard as the new administrator for a time which is always, uh, that's fun too, learning and growing yeah. <laughs> a new job. <laughs> but I love just being a part of the church. It's so wonderful. And then I work in a yarn shop, actually, I sell yarn and teach people how to knit. It's so fun. That so must be so kinda, good mix, I would say. It is. It's yeah. honestly, it's Speaking really about practical theology, like really being practical, living it out, meeting people. Yes. So for all the episodes, as you know, we're always having some quick questions for the guests to answer. So, I mean, summer is here around the corner, I would say. And what's the best thing you like to do on a sunny summer day in Copenhagen? Yes, well, talking about knitting, I actually really love getting a good cup of coffee, sitting on a bench by the beach or by a lake and enjoying the sun knitting with my friends and drinking coffee or eating ice cream that's perfect that's, that's a perfect okay. day for me i could yeah. do that for days <laughs> yeah and i also i would add on to spend to sit down at the at the road at your church you know the bigger road outside where they have this ice cream shop yes that area is so nice exactly that's the best exactly. place in copenhagen so if you ever yeah. go to copenhagen go visit copenhagen vineyard and Go to the ice yeah. cream shop around the corner. Yeah. That's so nice. I'll show you where it is. Yeah, that's good. So can you also share one thing that not many people know about you? One thing not many people know yeah. about me is that I own a violin. Because oh. Speaking of learning, I love learning new things. And I'm always very good at finding new hobbies. So I buy all kinds of weird things that I'm just con convinced that I'm going to be good at. 
So I bought a violin like many years ago. I think I touched it three times and now it's just under my bed because I don't know how to play violin. Are, are you so this kind of person who kind of gets a new hobby, make everything, you know, you buy things, you really go into it and then you I'm kind of super drop invested. it. And then Every you just drop time. it. Yes. Yeah. Every time. I'm so invested and it's actually very few things that, that stick. Yeah. But I actually had a friend or I have a friend that's a little bit similar to that. So it's it's very fun. I mean, it's a good thing that you really go into and really invest because then those people are the ones who get really good at at a few things. But yeah, I'm That's more true. a person who kind of learn a little bit about a lot and I'm too restless to get too invested in things, I guess. I think that's great. But I have a lot of equipment for all kinds of things. So if that's anyone perfect. needs, I don't know, essential oils, I, I love that for a week. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's good. Oh, yeah. So to a total other question, how would you describe leadership? What's the definition? I think Christian leadership is a very specific kind of leadership because it's looking at Jesus first and then learning how to be like him, navigating what a Christian life should look like as you are teaching others and being humble about it, willing to make mistakes while also bringing people along with you and always looking towards the same thing. Like no one should look at me. They should look towards Jesus. But somehow Christian leadership is like that, you know, uh, bringing people along with you on that journey. Yeah, yeah, I like that description of being open to do mix mistakes and share the mistakes. I think it's really good. I mean, really being able to make mistakes, show other people that, I mean, no one is perfect and you got to try to learn. So yeah, that's that's a really sure. good thing. Yeah. What is one destination you have always wanted to visit in the whole world? And why would you want to visit that place? I think I would go to anywhere where there's mountains. Because yeah. in Denmark, we don't have any. No. At all. No. And I love mountains. I think that just is so beautiful. So anywhere where there's beautiful nature, Ireland, Thailand, I think have really beautiful, it's very beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could choose three persons to share a dinner with, they could be both dead or alive. Who would those be? And they would be in the same dinner together. So the four of you. Okay. I actually would love to to eat dinner with one of my great granddads and maybe together with Mother Teresa and Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a good mix. I want some answers for all kinds of things. How do you live a life in music, but how do you live a life? It's just very different people. I think it would be very interesting. Yeah, that sounds a good but, mix. Anyway, so, I mean, today we're here to summarize season two and it's been a great season, I would say. I've been really, I mean, it's been so much joy to do this season. We have had quite many international guests from outside of the Nordic community and that's been really good. And that was also intentional that we we wanted to hear some voices from outside speaking into our, our movement, but also hearing what's, what God is doing in, in other places through other people. And also hearing a little bit about, you know, the vineyard history from John Mumford. But we also had some, you know, vineyard worship in the U.S. We had Annabeth speaking to us and stuff like that. So we had some really good guests this season. And yeah. I, I get so much. I mean, it's a privilege to to do this podcast because you learn so much yourself. And speaking about, you know, always listening to things is hard 
when doing all these episodes to just kind of comprehend and, you know, who said what and, you know, oh, I wanted to remember, <laughs> remember all those things. But hopefully it's all there somewhere and pops up when I need it. But if you were to, you know, share a little bit some of your highlights from this season, what would be one first story that you would like to share? Yes, I loved the podcast episode about Jen Mumford when he was a guest. And I just, last weekend when we recorded this episode, I went to Trent Vineyard for the Vineyard Leaders Gathering, where I also heard from Eleanor Mumford. And they are just wonderful people. And I think I just forget how many experienced, wonderful leaders we have in the Vineyard Movement. So hearing from John, I was just reminded about like, yeah, his experience and how much he has to teach us, all the wisdom he has, and even how important it is for our leaders that have experience to share it with younger leaders. Because I think it shows a lot that he's willing to do that, and Eleanor as well. But one thing he said was that the word disciple could easily be transformed into learner. Mm -hmm. I think as we talked about before, just we have to remember that being a disciple is being a follower and it's about being a learner and we're not supposed to have everything figured out because we never will. But instead of always trying to be perfect, then how do we try to just be good learners and to ask questions and almost demand answers. I think he said that are we like churches that are willing to like give answers to questions that people have and yeah, learn how to, learn. I think that's just wonderful. And again, I think it gives a lot of freedom when we think about discipleship as like following, learning, making mistakes, but trying again. And yeah, as you said before, like leadership, it's about learning and yeah. doing mistakes. And, and, and I've been yeah. so kind of encouraged by that also through other through other things that I've been listening to recently, just how like as Christians and how we disciple and how we just, you know, build our communities and, you know, gatherings and everything or it's, it's so important to just, you know, let people understand for real that it's fine to try, it's fine to fail, it's fine to, you know, just be yeah. for some season, you don't have any energy to do things, some seasons you can go full on and, you know, it's fine and yeah, making space for that. I think yeah. it's so important. So, yeah. Yeah. What is a highlight for you? Yeah, I think I have a lot of highlights, but one that I want to start with is from the talk I did with Dave Child, a guy from South Africa who was part of our previous two summer camps in the Nordic. And we talked about living in the prophetic and how that has become a lifestyle for him over the years of practicing hearing and also discerning the voice of God for his life and also for others. And, and personally, I know Dave a bit and I know he's a very gifted man when it comes to the prophetic and, and stuff like that. So it was really interesting to sit down with him because he's not, you know, a hot shot or, you know, sitting, you know, being on the stages all around the world or anything. He's just a, you know, normal, really good guy. <laughs> But he's really got something or really get hold of something from God. And it was so nice. And he spoke out of three one-liners that he talked about first moving from the prophetic ministry to prophetic lifestyle. He described it as how we should change the way we often see and act out the prophetic in our life. Like it's not about something we do at certain place or certain time, but it's, it could be something much bigger or it is something much bigger that it's, it could be a part of who we are and how we live our lives. And, you know, 
whoever we meet, the prophetic could be there around us. I know another friend, he, he always said that to me, like, when you're with someone, ask God, what are you doing in this person's life at the moment? You can speak that when having a conversation with another person. And that's just putting, you know, it's not a ministry. It's not a thing. Of course, we can do the prophetic in the church settings, but it's so much bigger. And that was nice. And the second thing was moving from prophetic celebrity to prophetic community and how he shares how we should move from, you know, the prophetic stage, you know, the show that's often thought of when it comes to the prophetic and really impart that as a foundation in our relationships and community with other people, like where we can become people speaking the truth of God into each other and learning to discern God's direction for each other's life. And, and I think this, is also, this also goes completely hand in hand with the vineyard values. So, you know, that John Wimber once said that everybody gets to play, that, you know, the prophetic is something for everyone. We can experience it and learn it in different ways and act out yeah. the prophetic in different ways. But we all are prophetic people <laughs> in some way or another. And yeah, so how can we... Do that, and also the third thing it's speaking about this a little bit as well is it's about moving from prophetic words to prophetic culture. So reducing how we think about the prophetic as someone sharing a word or a picture in front of the church gathering into being more about you know God wants to teach us how it's not for us to look to be the next you know person sharing the big prophetic word, but it's instead of how can we cultivate a culture where people learn to prophesy and learn who they are in God? And as John Wimber once said that we don't need growth, but we need health. So like healthy people growth, it's so in the Western culture, it's so, you know, result focused. And when we talk about growth, when it's actually more organic and, you know, where healthy things is happening, growth is happening. So I think that was a really good learning that I, that I took away from, from that conversation along with a lot of other great things from him. What would be another story you have? I also really love the podcast with Adam Russell, who is a vineyard worship leader in the U.S. and leading, yeah, vineyard worship there. I think he talked about the fast and slow ways that God works. And I think it's just very timely for our time. This, like our lives at the moment, for me, but also the general, our culture, like we are so fast paced. And I think the way he talked about how we need to recognize that God really works both in slow seasons and in fast seasons. It's just something I always need to remember that I shouldn't just always try to, you know, learn as much as I can or hear as much as I can or do as much as possible. I sometimes have to really slow down. And mm -hmm. it's sometimes in those slow seasons that we that God like solidifies some of the things that he's doing in our lives mm -hmm. so that it actually becomes our foundation, the things that we learn. And sometimes we just don't take time to do that. So mm. yeah, I think it was just a good reminder for me to remember to slow down, to prioritize having Sabbath and like learning how to, to order our lives in a way where we can last in the long haul. Mm. And yeah. And I think also what he mentioned is like, how can we make it just a part of doing life, not just another thing that we had to schedule having rests. I mean, it's good to yeah. plan times to rest also, I think. 
And maybe we need that in the beginning. As you said, we're so in a culture of just running around. So maybe first we need to schedule just slowing down. But but how can we learn to kind of incorporate that into our everyday life? Yes. So yeah. It, and speaking about him, I, I wasn't planning to share this, but I also loved his story where he shared about how their church has really become a part of the city. You know, people in the church started businesses in an area where there was a lot of, you know, closed shops and stuff. And now this whole street is made, you know, everyone knows it's vineyard people making different yes. stuff. Than it. And it's not like super, you know, holy stores. It's like, you know, random stuff. It's coffee shops. It's like a, a brewery. It's like a dance studio. And it's, it's different stuff. But just being in the society, it's, it's yeah. People who knows me, this is my main... <laughs> topic in life where I speak a lot about how can church become, you know, part of the society in a wider perspective than just being, you know, a Christian good force doing voluntary work. But how can we also, you know, through just business people, help them to pursue God in what they do in their everyday life in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so another story that I have is Alexander Venter. So I so loved, so enjoyed having him in the podcast. For many in the vineyard, he's well-known. He's one of the early guys. He was with John Wimber back in, I think, already in the 70s, like early on. And he's been writing a lot of books, really do good things. And he's a guy of wisdom. I think he's very, a very clear guy. He's speaking the truth, but he's also very humble and he's very relational. So it's, it's a good mix, I would say. And we talked about spiritual formation, like finding balances in life and stuff like that. And that was a really good talk. But what was a real eye-opener for me in our talk was his thoughts and actually own experiences of reconciliation work back in South Africa where he lives and how he as a white man growing up there kind of understood that we are very privileged and we have a subculture here kind of that are not the part of the, the main society in a way. And how he intentionally, after being with John Wimber in, in the US, wanted to come back and plant a church with one main goal to be a diverse church community and diverse in terms of, you know, ethnicity, skin color, social rank. And so they started this church and, and later on they find out that, oh, we're, we're still one of these white middle, middle class churches that we didn't intend to be. So after that, they went out to this area called Soweto outside Johannesburg, where they had the church. And they met with, with people of other ethnicity group. And they started to hang out with this black community outside there and how they started the church together and really, you know, found this way of building a diverse church community and how that has grown over the years and being a part of, you know, a big reconciliation work in that area. And for him personally, of course, but for a lot of other people. And I think this talk really put a light on the importance of diversity in our churches. We can't just accept, you know, being a welcoming church community, but how we also need to be a community that actively makes space for everyone and embrace everyone and, mm -hmm. and you know, make space for their Thing of doing things to be present, not just saying, yeah, everyone is welcome, but we do things our way, but really like, okay, everyone is welcome and we're open to do things in different ways because we are different and we are created in, in that way. And God can speak to us in different ways. And, and yeah, I think this really, I mean, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot and it's been 
something that I'm being challenged over the years. But I think this, what he shared was really an eye opener for us, I think, to, to really be more intentional with making space for things to happen, not just being welcoming, but being a community of making space for diversity to happen and take place. And, and of course, it can be struggles for us to know how should we do. And, you know, if we have a certain, you know, people group where we live that we want to reach out to, but we don't know how, I mean, that's a good start, but how can we then make, you know, the first, second and third step to kind of try to just be one with them? I think that was, yeah, it was really challenging. So I hope we will talk about more about those things in the coming season. That's actually one of my intentions for next season to talk more about diversity. And it's not just about, you know, cultural backgrounds, but it's about, you know, different things. Yeah, I think that was another highlight for me. So anyway, we have eight really good episodes from last season. So if you haven't listened to some of them or any of them, go ahead and start somewhere. If you're a structured person, maybe you start from the beginning or if you're maybe more of a visionary, you start in the middle somewhere or, you know, whatever feels good for you. So we're going to end this talk soon, but first we just wanted to highlight some coming events in the Nordic Vineyard family. So what's coming ahead, Annika? Well, we have national summer camps, which is very exciting. So in a few months, we will all get together in all four countries and yeah, enjoy something new together. It is new. It's really, I think it's very exciting because I think I love our summer camps in Sweden. I've only been a part of one. I love that yeah. one. I can definitely <laughs> yeah. see why that's special. But I actually think having it nationally, just maybe a lot of more people would come that might not want to take the trip to Sweden. So I think that's really cool to see what, what God will do with that. So that's something we can look forward to. Yeah, I think that's really good. I'm I'm also looking forward. I mean, we have something really special here, being so close to each other over the the borders. But I think also we will still have that. And I guess we will still have, you know, it's not decided how the future will be, but, you know, we will still have some Nordic gatherings. But I think, as you said, it's so, I think it's good to split up here and there because it makes space for more people to come. And it's maybe a lower step for some people to come. It's, it's you know, you speak your own language and, and it's maybe closer to travel, especially for, for the people outside Sweden. <laughs> And stuff like that. So I think there's that's really good. I'm really looking forward to having a Swedish camp meeting, you know, new people and familiar faces as well. Yeah. And what's the other things coming up? And another event coming up is the worship retreat, which is in the end of September, where everyone that's a part of yeah, playing worship in a worship band or just interested in worship can come and just rest with other worship leaders and yeah have a focused weekend where worship will be in the center. And yeah, I think that's really cool. A great opportunity. That's for everyone as well. Yeah, that's really good. I guess Maria, who's leading the worship in the Nordic, she's very excited about this. It's been a little bit postponed. You know, it's been COVID and it's been, yeah, I guess it's going to be a really good weekend for all worship people. And we yeah. also want to make make sure that worship is not about just music and singing. It's It's about, you know, worshiping with, you know, you can do creative stuff, you can paint, you can dance or whatever it can be. So welcome yeah. to join. And, and we also, 
I heard from the people now running the youth that they will probably have a leadership gathering somewhere in the fall as normal, but it might be a little bit different this year. But information is coming out later on. So before we end this season, I want to ask you, what are you looking forward the most with the summer that is around the corner? I am looking forward to the camp, the summer camp. And I'm looking forward to just the sun, the warmth coming. Honestly, just resting, having time off, being done with school, (laughs) enjoying time with friends and family. I'm really looking forward to that. That's really nice. And I'm so much looking forward to being, you know, we have our one month old baby now. So I'm looking forward to, you know, having her in the kind of babysitter you have on your, you know, in front of you. I don't know what it's yeah. called. Whatever, you know, the baby carrier. Baby carrier, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to walk around with her during summer camp, drinking coffee and talking with old friends yeah. again. That's gonna be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so thank you so much for being with us today and I wish you the best. You too, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to follow the Vina Nordic movement and everything that is happening, you can go to Facebook and Instagram and follow us under Vineyard Nordic. You can also help us by subscribing to this podcast on the different podcast platforms. When doing that, you will also get an update every time we have a new episode out. So again, thank you and see you again next time. Bye bye.